What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Let's talk soccer. Long time no talk, guys. Apologies. Josh and I have been away for a little while. Life has been uh, busy or maybe busier than normal. But uh, first and foremost, we hope you, your loved ones, your friends, your family, everybody's doing well and healthy. Most important thing. <clears throat> Almost, and I'm saying this jokingly, but almost as important, Premier League is back, guys. It is back. I am recording this on Monday the 15th of June, and in two days' time, less than 48 hours, Premier League games will have returned. Game week 30-plus, as they're calling it, will be back, and we will play those remaining nine game weeks in a much more condensed version, much like we're seeing with our friends in the Bundesliga. But with the return of Premier League also means then the return of FPL. So as you may have noticed on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, we have been much, much more active than we have been. We actually have some con content and some happenings to discuss. So we're extremely excited about that. Our DMs uh, are overflowing right now. So they're really, unless uh, someone tells me I'm going to get start, uh, I'm going to get uh, paid for uh, doing nothing but Instagram and managing uh, all FPL content for Let's Talk Soccer and I can quit my day job, <clears throat> then not sure that we'll be able to get to everybody's messages. We always try, but um, there are hundreds of messages in there, so uh, we'll do our best. But <clears throat> let's really focus at the task at hand, and that is how the heck do we get ready for this upcoming game week and this these upcoming nine game weeks? There's no form to go off of. There's no <clears throat> fans in the stadiums, so is home field advantage really an advantage anymore? Is it anything? Is it a disadvantage? Hard to say, but where do we go from here? So let's start big and I'll, we'll work our way to smaller. So first up, in case you didn't know, uh, Premier League clubs are allowed to now increase the number of subs they make per game from three to five. <clears throat> So what that means, certainly, is that we will see minutes managed. Um, and that means that players, the nailed-on starters, the ones that we, we most desire in our team for the most part, many of them will most likely continue to start at a at a frequent or even a consistent basis. I don't think... That will be the main issue. Although it'll happen, you know, one off here and there, they may come off the bench or maybe even just be rested altogether. Um, but what we will see much more so is that uh, they will play less minutes per game, especially attacking players or players that have to do a lot of running. So uh, wing backs, you know, maybe an Alexander Arnold type of position. <clears throat> certainly attacking midfielders and forwards. We're seeing this happen in the Bundesliga right now. 
Um, it actually seems to be working well. And, you know, the, the threat of benchings doesn't really worry me too much because we're not seeing a whole lot of that happen in the Bundesliga. So, um, you know, Lewandowski, I believe, has yet to come off the bench. Now, he was uh, suspended for a game because of yellow card accumulation. But aside from that, I don't think he's, at least in my memory, uh, hasn't um, come off the bench at all. He started every game. So, you know, and there's lots of examples like that. So if Premier League follows suit, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. So I think a lot of people are getting worked up over the um, the squad rotation part of it. And I think that the the average minutes played um, per starter, especially, again, those that do a lot of the running, uh, and it takes more of a toll on their bodies, I think we'll see their numbers drop. So whereas uh, defensively, for FPL, we're usually looking at at the wing backs um, and the outside backs because they also not only bring the potential element of clean sheets, but they also bring the element of attacking returns. We may see that um, some center backs like a Maguire or a Van Dyke might be of a little more value than normal because they're probably the least likely to be rotated. So um, just some food for thought as you're putting your team together. Something else to watch or learn from Bundesliga is home field advantage. So at one point in Bundesliga, uh, home teams, and I think this was after maybe, say, three or four game weeks, or they call them match days in the Bundesliga, after about three or four of those, only 16% of home teams had won their matches. Uh, and I think there was about an equal amount of draws to um, to losses, if I remember um, properly. But the key takeaway here is that these teams aren't playing in front of um, in front of crowds anymore. There's there's no one there to uh, you know uh, roar and sing and chant and get behind and motivate. Um, that home team nearly as much, or really at all. So um, will Premier League home teams fall into sort of the same fate as uh, as their counterparts in Germany in the Bundesliga? So time will tell, but I, I now do not take nearly as much stock in, um, in fixtures at home versus fixtures away. I just don't think that it's really going to be a thing um, and, and something that will make or break uh, my decision in terms of choosing players for uh, my fantasy team. Let's see, what else do we need to talk about here? Um, let's talk about the double game week. So we have one. Surprise, surprise. Hello, if you haven't already uh, realized that. So <clears throat> this first game week back, game week 30 plus as we can tell, will be the last double game week of the season, meaning also that there will not be any blank game weeks. Um, This is it. FA Cup matches uh, will conflict, I think, a little bit with with Premier League games. I want to say that's game week 37 plus, but I could be wrong. But nevertheless, 
Uh, all that's going to happen is <clears throat> for those teams that do have a conflict between FA Cup and Premier League, uh, the Premier League fixtures will just be moved to, I think it's later in the game week. So, uh, you know, if most of the fixtures are going to happen over the weekend, uh, those those uh, games with the teams that have FA Cup conflicts will be moved to that to midweek of that following week, but still stay within their designated match week. Meaning, again, there will be no blank game weeks for any teams, and there will be no um, no double game weeks as a result of that. But double game week wise, we have Man City, Arsenal. Austin Villa and Sheffield United playing doubles. So we need to talk strategy here. So there's some other elements at play to consider. First and foremost is that the FPL gods have blessed us with unlimited free transfers up until the deadline for game week 30+. plus. After that, they go away. This is not an ongoing thing. This is essentially the start of a new season. We've been off for three months, give or take. Um, there is no form to speak of. Uh, we have no idea who's going to come back playing well and who's not. We just have absolutely no clue. And the same not only goes for players, but goes for entire teams. So um, we have the unlimited free transfers, uh, which is... A great option, but things get a little bit complicated depending on what chips you have left and what your goal is. So if your goal is to build um, a double game week heavy team with, you know, primarily made up of players from the four teams that I just mentioned that have double game weeks, um, you have a couple of options. One is you can use the unlimited free transfers. Number two is um, you can use your free hit chip if you still have it. And the difference is this. With unlimited free transfers, the changes that you make, once that game week 30 plus deadline hits, that is your team for the foreseeable future, barring any free transfers or hits that you might take if you make transfers above and beyond the the free transfer that you'll have leading into game week 31 plus. So at that game week 30 plus deadline, if you use unlimited free transfers, whatever team you've built is just like your normal team. And we'll just leave it at that. Which is great, but that if you're building a double game week heavy team, means you might have some players in that squad that you don't necessarily want for the long run. Uh, there may be an Austin Villa player or two, or a Sheffield United player, or maybe even a Man City or an Arsenal player that you wouldn't normally want to have in your side. Um, so if you're going to use the free transfers, unlimited free transfers, to build that double game week heavy side, and you know for sure that there are certain players that you will not want moving forward, have a plan. Plan it out. What are your tra- what's your transfer strategy on those? How much money do you need for those? <clears throat> and have it all mapped out. Now, the other option is to use your free hit. And for those that don't know, free hit allows you unlimited free transfers, but just 
for that game week. And then once the game week ends, your team magically goes back to whatever it was prior to making those transfers. Now you may be asking yourself, well, Gary, can't I use the unlimited free transfers to build the team of my dreams, the team that for the next nine game weeks is going to get me into the top 10K uh, <clears throat> or win me my mini league or whatever the case may be. Um, and then can't I use free hit to just build a great double game week squad? And then when the game week is over, I'll have this awesome team that I built off of the unlimited free transfers. And the answer is unfortunately no. So like any other game week, if you make a transfer or two, let's say, and then you decide to play your free hit chip, that free hit chip erases all of those transfers or any of those transfers that you made prior to playing the chip that game week. So same thing goes here. You could make 10 changes using unlimited free transfers to your squad, and then you play free hit. When you're ready, after, this, after game week 30 plus ends and you're ready to start looking at game week 31 plus, your squad will have none of those 10 unlimited free transfers that you used. It will go back to the squad that you had before all of this happened, before all of the unlimited free transfers were announced. So <clears throat> you have a trade-off there. Now, if you have your free hit but also have your second wild card, then you're really in a great position then. So my strategy would be this. If I had free hit and my wild card, or even if I just had my wild card, I would build, using the unlimited free transfers, I would build um, a great double game week team. And then as soon as the game week is over, I would use my wild card to build the team that I think is going to get me through uh, the remaining eight game weeks. And then I'd still have that free hit chip left, which I'd most likely use on the final uh, game week of the season, which also is all games being played at the same exact time. Because some teams will have clinched certain spots or be relegated to certain spots. Uh, players may be injured. There may be a lot going on. And it just allows you to hopefully build sort of an optimal team for that final day to get as many uh, points, just squeeze out as many points as you can for that final game week of the season. But that's really what I do. Or if I still had my free hit and my wild card chips, I might do this. Use my unlimited free transfers to build the double game week squad. Use free hit in game week 31 plus just so I can get a little more of a sense of what different managers' uh, rotation strategies are going to be, what players have good form, and so on, so that for game week 32 plus, I will now use my wild card to build that team that's going to get me through the rest of the season. <clears throat> so you have options. Um, and then, of course, if you have bench boost or triple captain, you can play any of those. Uh, as long as you haven't played another chip in the same game week, you can play any of those. So some players are, or some managers are using the unlimited free transfers to build a double game week squad, and then they're going to use bench boost or maybe triple captain a player. So um, you can certainly do that. You just can't play two chips 
in the same game week, and that includes wild card chip. <clears throat> so just be aware of that. One other thing to be aware of uh, if you're using the unlimited free transfers is um, the value that you have tied up in players. Um, because as soon as you, even if you're just building drafts of your team, <clears throat> and let's just say you have owned Salah for a long time, the sell price, the sell value that you have for him, and the purchase value are going to be different. Your sale value is inevitably going to be less than what he costs in the open market. So as soon as you build that draft, and maybe you just want to see what a uh, your squad looks like without Salah or without any Liverpool players because you want to use the money and distribute it uh, to improve other areas of your team. As soon as you do that, you will have to buy Salah back for more than what you just got rid of him. So you will have effectively less money to work with to build back the same team that you just uh, erased and replaced. So please, before you start doing that, see which players you have that value tied up in and do not transfer them out of... Um, Transfer them out of your squad just to play around with different drafts. Uh, you know, do it on paper, uh, create a spreadsheet, whatever you want, but but just don't do it the way that you can't undo it. Um, don't want to see that happen for anybody. Um, and I'm sure it's already happened, and I'm sure it will happen before the deadline, but that would be um, a nasty little surprise for you. All right, so we've talked chip strategy. We've talked double game week. Uh, we've talked substitution rules, so <clears throat> let's start to talk at a uh, at a more uh, tactical level then. So, um, what players uh, for maybe both the double game week and then also players uh, that at least our eye is on in terms of uh, trying to ride out the remainder of the season? Well, let's start with Man City, who have a double game week and they still have a lot to play for. <laughs> <clears throat> the players that I would focus on and sort of from uh, you know top to bottom, I would put De Bruyne and Aguero in that same top spot. Sterling right beneath them and Mares a close one right behind uh, Sterling. <clears throat> Ederson goes without saying that he will be nailed on. I'd Highly doubt, barring any injuries, that Pep will rotate him at all. Um, so he's always an option, but that's an expensive option um, to have, and I'm not a big fan of spending that much on a single goalkeeper. Um, <clears throat> but those are the ones I would go with. I think Mares would be a little bit of a differential, and I think he's a great option, as a matter of fact. And he may very well be. Um, he may very well be in our. Uh, in our squad moving forward. That's the, the draft we have now. He is, uh, he's in there. Um, <clears throat> I think Jesus is a really interesting option. <clears throat> yes. Uh, most likely Aguero will, will start the first game of this double game week. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and that's, uh, at home to Arsenal. <clears throat> yeah. Good chance that, uh, that Kuhn will start that one. But if Pep is going to, rotate any player out, 
it's going to be Pep, or sorry, it's going to be Kuhn. Um, he will rest Aguero. Aguero is a little bit older. Um, Jesus brings another dimension to the team. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's worth, at least for the double game week, I think it's worth a punt on Jesus uh, because it is likely that Jesus might start that second game. And, oh, by the way, that second game is at home to Burnley. And Jesus might do some damage. And he will likely come on during the Arsenal game and also do some damage, or at least he has the potential to do it. So I'm not super worried about minutes. It's more what's the product hurt productivity um, during that time. And I think Jesus, and especially just in that Man City system, I think he could do some damage. And I think he'll come on a lot earlier in whatever game he comes off the bench from, or maybe it's both, I think he'll come on earlier than he normally would. <clears throat> so that's why I'm not super concerned. And he's not a long-term solution for us anyway. It would just be for um, <clears throat> for the double game week. So captain-wise, um, De Bruyne and Aguero all the way. And if I had both, I think I'd lean a little bit more in the favor of Aguero just because of how explosive he is. <clears throat> and I think he's extremely well-rested, and I think he'll come back um, <clears throat> because he's still in the hunt for the golden boot, and he's got something to prove. <clears throat> and he may not be around Man City all that much longer, maybe one more season, so I think he's going he's gonna to go all out. <clears throat> so that's my say on that. Um, Arsenal, it's really all around Aubameyang. Um, <clears throat> the rest of the team kind of works around him, there's a lot of people who are very down on, a lot of FPL managers, uh, especially on Twitter, that are very down on um, Arsenal and even Aubameyang. Um, he's expensive. If I had to choose between him and Aguero, I'd go Aguero all day long. Um, so uh, at least that's my personal feeling. But I do think that there's some players, and especially if you're just looking for uh, maximum opportunity for points, um, certainly having double game week players gives you that option. I think Pepe um, is an interesting option. I think Saka is an interesting option too. And I see a lot of people going with Leno um, in goal. And, uh, you know, he is playing Man City. So unless you're expecting a lot of saves points from him, um, you know, uh, I don't see all that much appeal in him really. Um Although they do play Brighton in their second match of the coming game week, so maybe maybe that's what it is. Um, from an Austin Villa side, um, Grealish and McGinn really are the appeal there. If I had to choose one or the other, it would be Grealish. I just think that he um, has a lot more attacking potential. I think he's more explosive, and I think he'll actually um, flourish a lot more now that McGinn's back. I think McGinn will, uh, will create... Um, the distraction um, because now people are going to have to account for him. So that opens up Grealish to, to do a little bit more of what he can do. And also certainly from an assist and a, a chances created standpoint, <clears throat> I think there's that too. You know, Samada is, um, is an option, certainly uh, a cheap third forward to have going into that. And then from a Sheffield United standpoint, um, Really, for them, it's much more about their defense. Uh, and we'll start with 
Lundstrom. <clears throat> now we know that, you know, for the last, really since kind of the end of January, uh, since Berga came on uh, into the picture at, at Sheffield, um, Lundstrom's starts have really diminished as his, obviously his overall playing time. <clears throat> I, I think it's going to be one of those cases where he and Berga will sort of alternate starts or maybe not, not one for one every time, but uh, over, you know, on average they will. Uh, but I do think that, um, that we'll certainly see Lundstrom's playing time go up. So it's just going to be the way things go as starters, average minutes decrease because of the five subs rule um, and just the, the desire to use those five subs to preserve your players as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> substitute players' minutes will go up. It's just the way the, the math works out. Now, Sheffield's manager has come out and said he and the club actually voted against the five subs option uh, when all the teams were voting on this <clears throat> because it's an advantage for some teams, and those are the teams with um, the depth, right? The Man Cities, the teams that spend the money. <clears throat> Man Cities, Manchester United, Chelsea certainly, uh, Liverpool to some degree. Um, <clears throat> those are the teams that are going to benefit. So, um, you know, he may not use transfers or, sorry, substitutes as much, but certainly uh, Berga and um, and Lundstrom are are a rotation that I'm sure he will uh, will use over and over again throughout. So um, I'm not too gun-shy on Lundstrom and really, really strongly considering putting him in our squad um, just moving forward, um, but certainly for the double game week um, <clears throat> because of that great, unique combination of... Um, of clean sheet points that he can get and attacking points just because he's an out-of-position player. Um, <clears throat> also defensively then, um, or the, I, would, I should say, the focus for Sheffield United for me really is on its defenders. And I think based on your budget, uh, you've got lots of options. I think ranging from, let's say, $4.6 up to... I think it's 5.2 million uh, with Stevens. If I had my way, I'd have Stevens, but I don't have the budget. So um, I really think either Lundstrom or O'Connell. I really like O'Connell um, as an option. He's got good creativity. Uh, he creates chances, I believe, and I might be wrong, but I believe that he's a center back. So, um, you know, he's got that going for him, less likely to be rotated, and all that good stuff. So um, <clears throat> he is one that is definitely, um, I believe, in our in our current team draft, um, if I can remember correctly. So, um, <clears throat> so that's Sheffield United. So those are the four, um, the four double game week teams. <clears throat> Who else then? are we looking at? Well, I am glad you asked. So we have created a lot of different uh, drafts and you can see those on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. But just to give you a sense of who we're looking at, um, we'll almost certainly keep Alexander Arnold in our squad. 
um, we're kind of torn between Maguire and Juan Basaka. And normally I think we'd go with Juan Basaka, but because of the five subs rule, I think Maguire is a more reliable player to have. And he's actually has more points than Juan Basaka does. So, um, whereas Juan Basaka has a higher upside, I think Maguire gets a lot of bonus points too. So, um, we like him. Uh, we're definitely going to take uh, a Wolves defender. <clears throat> Perfect case scenario. We'd have enough money for um, for Doherty, but we don't. So, uh, you know, Bowley, <clears throat> Sice, who's only $4.6 million, all good options there. <clears throat> In the midfield, <clears throat> we see a lot of teams going without, or at least a lot of managers talking about going without, Mane and Salah. <clears throat> I think... If you're doing it just for the double game week, I think it makes sense. Um, otherwise, I think you're at a real disadvantage um, if either of those guys uh, rack up some points, which almost certainly they will. So really, it's a matter of um, of which one to take, and I really get torn on that, too. Um, Mane may be a little more consistent with his points, Whereas Salah um, can be a lot more explosive, and when he goes off, he really goes off. So we have Salah. We have the value tied up in him. So I think uh, I've just uh, made up my mind, and we're just going to stick with Mo. So you heard it here first. Breaking news, guys. <clears throat> oh, forgot to mention John Fleck, too, uh, when I was talking about Sheffield United. Um, I think especially for the double game week, I think he's a he's a very legitimate um, option and he is in every draft right now of our game week 30 plus squad he's only five million pounds uh, he certainly brings um, some attacking options to the game so you know not a lot to pay sort of uh, low risk on him really um, De Bruyne is in our squad <clears throat> Bruno has been in our squad since uh, I think the end of January maybe beginning of February I guess it was um, he will be there um, Rashford really, really interests us, as does Martial. Uh, we have created drafts that have um, all three of them in there. Um, and certainly Martial, who is classified as a midfielder in FPL, really plays as a number nine. <clears throat> so there's a lot of value in that, um, especially even just he's – cheaper than Rashford, and as a midfielder, he gets more points per goal and um, also gets the occasional clean sheet point whenever that may happen. So um, very, very interesting <clears throat> to us as well. Um, Striker-wise or forward-wise, Vardy, not very actively talked about right now, and I think that's a mistake. Um you know, he does have the most goals in the league. Um, he's well-rested. There's not a lot of options in terms of replacing him, so I think he'll see uh, a, a decent amount of average minutes per game. So definitely don't write him off. Jimenez is another one <clears throat> that is in every draft. Um, <clears throat> some people high on Abraham, some people low on him. It sounds like uh, in the, the final sort of, you know, preseason or tune-up game that Chelsea had. Um, Giroud was impressive, and people were starting to wonder whether 
Lampard might sort of favor him over Tammy. Um, looking at Chelsea's fixtures, uh, it's extremely tempting. And maybe if you don't have the money for Abraham or you just don't want him for whatever reason, uh, Pulisic, now that Hudson-Odoi is injured, I think Pulisic becomes um, a, a much more realistic um, option, probably less rotation-prone. Um, than he might have been. Mount, I think, will be out to impress, and he's uh, a cheap, um, yet, you know, very uh, capable um, player and has a lot of upside to him as well. So a lot of options with Chelsea. Alonzo, too, uh, might be a little bit prone to the occasional rotation or limited minutes, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now. The way I look at it is, <clears throat> you really can't overthink things because we have no idea what this is going to look like until we actually see it. So, you know, I'm just sort of going off of um, just sort of basic logic and um, and gut instinct. So sort of a, a combination of the two there. Um, Harry Kane, I think, uh <clears throat> will come back with a bang. I think he and Son are really going to go off. And <clears throat> if it's anything like it was before both of them got injured, Son was really sort of taking the lead in that attack, whereas Kane was dropping back a little bit more. And that's why Son, who also is a lot um, less expensive than Kane, interests us. But we're going to keep tinkering around with things. But just want to talk about some of the players that are that are on our watch list, on our radar, or even just, you know, sort of formally in our squad. But who knows where uh, this is going to end up. I guess we have about another hmm, 36 hours or so <clears throat> to tinker with it. But I think that's going to do it for now, guys. A um, lot of territory covered. We will continue to post stuff on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Hopefully we're going to have a pretty big announcement for you guys sometime uh, soon to um, – Really, really hoping um, that we're going to hear something back sooner than later on this, and we'll be able to announce it. Hopefully, before, um, hopefully by Tuesday, um, which gives a little time before the the game week thirty plus deadline. But um, we wish you guys the very best of luck. We wish you green arrows. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's fantastic that Premier League and FPL are back. So. Let's put all the sort of the the stress of the uh, you know the FPL manager aside, and let's just enjoy the football. It was taken away from us for for three months, um, and rightfully so. I mean, there's there's much more important things in life than football, but this is a sign for a lot of reasons, and. If you're listening to this podcast or you follow us on Instagram, you love football too. You love fantasy football. Um, so let's enjoy this. We'll be supportive of one another, <clears throat> which sometimes we don't see all that much happening, especially on social media. Uh, people get very brave. They get very direct and brash. Um, you know, But let's, uh, let's try to support each other. We, nobody knows what someone on the other side of the world or on the other side of that that phone screen, what they're going through, what they're dealing with. Um, 
you know, and it's just an opportunity to make someone feel good about life and about what they got going on. Um, because this really is an escape from real life, right? This isn't, it's a, it's fantasy. It says it right there in the name. Uh, and even sports, <clears throat> as, as much as they are real, you know, it's, it's still a game. It's all just a game. So, um, again, let's, uh, let's try to lift each other up, be supportive of one another, show each other a little bit of love, compassion, empathy, all that good stuff. And guys, it's so good to say this. We wish you nothing but green arrows and let's do this. So until next time I say peace, goodbye.